Hello, vampires and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question is Buffy, episode 5 of season 2, entitled Reptile Boy. So, I I feel complicated things about this episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to, let's see, I'll go ahead and read you the plot description first. Let's just start with that before I start ranting. Buffy accepts Cordelia's invitation to a fraternity house party. While Buffy and Cordelia attend the party, Willow discovers that the bracelet Buffy recently found belonged to a missing student called Callie. When confronted by Giles and Angel, Willow tells them where Buffy is. Xander gatecrashes the party but is humiliated and thrown out. Buffy is drugged, waking next to Cordelia and Callie in the basement. The fraternity is a cult that worships a snake demon called Makita, to whom the girls are to be sacrificed. Giles, Angel, and Xander invade the ceremony just as Buffy frees herself and kills Makita. Giles, Angel, and Xander? Uh, Willow is there too? The fuck? Okay. (laughs) So, okay. This episode the moral of the story okay (laughs) sorry not all of this is my frustration with the episode i um let's just do a little what's up with mixtress first let's just get that out of the way so you know where i'm coming from what's up with mixtress so today is a friday of course because that's the day I do this thing. This podcast, if you don't know, I watch every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer exactly 20 years after its original air date, and then I put it online. So you guys get to, theoretically, you can watch the episode on Friday and then just listen to my podcast right afterwards, because it's usually going to be up by um, late afternoon. You know, it's usually up at like six or seven. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so... What had happened was I went to get groceries and I, as is often the case, whenever I go get groceries on a Friday or a Saturday, which just seems to be, I always have Fridays off. So it's like the best time for me to go get groceries. And I need to really honestly only go out to get groceries at like I don't know the wee hours of the morning you know I need to go to 24-hour grocery stores at 1 a.m. or something that really needs to be my thing because the older I get the more anxious I get around crowds and I had sort of a panic attack while I was out in the world um And part of it was related to crowds out in the world. Part of it was related to the fact that I didn't really have enough money to get the things that we needed. Um, Which, you know, part of that is my own damn fault. And, you know, like, I, I am not great with money. I'm not great with money and I don't make a lot of it. So I tend to always be in a financial situation. But, um... That said, it's not like I'm starving or anything. I'm okay. (laughs) But just, you know, that fact coupled with being out in the world and being around a lot of people, I just sort of had a panic attack. And I'm still, whenever I have panic attacks, 
they are pretty long-lived, like they last several hours. So I'm sort of still in it. I'm forcing myself to still get my shit done, work on my radio show, work on my podcast, and I just watched the episode again because um, I watched it last night with my mom and my Michael, and then I watched it just now. Um, too, but I think this episode is sort of adding to this anxiety for me. Um, but again, I wouldn't completely blame the episode, but, um, I just wanted you to know the background of where I'm coming from. I'm in panic attack land right now, <laughs> but the good news is that I am home now. I, I got the dog food that I needed to get and it's going to be all right. Um, my radio show's coming up in a few hours. Um, as soon as I get done uploading this podcast, I will probably have, um, an hour or two to myself to just kind of just relax, like maybe watch some trashy TV or something or read a book and just calm myself down and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm already home. So that's, that's the, the big hurdle. And as soon as I talk about this fucking episode and get it out of my system, that will be hurdle number two. Anyway, not to say that I want to just get this over with or anything. I love Buffy so much, but this particular episode, I don't love that much. Um, so essentially the moral of the story in this episode is, I don't know, it's part of it I'm on board with and part of it I'm not. I'm part, I am on board with the whole telling the story of, you know, the dangerous frat boy party. Um, but I feel like it's a little victim blamey. That's the part I'm not on board with. The whole, it seems to be like trying to convey the message that if you drink, you could be drugged. If you drink, you might get raped. Um, so it's, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it's not totally trying to say that, but I think it is to a certain extent. So I don't like that victim blamey thing because, you know, essentially I, and I don't like the general message that Buffy as a series has of like, if you drink, something bad's going to happen to you. It's just always a thing. You know, Buffy decides to drink a few beers in college and, you know, she turns into a cave woman in season four. Um, you know, it's, it's always that. I can kind of understand from the standpoint of she's a junior in high school right now. She's 16 years old. Um, I assume that Joss Whedon was under the assumption that it would be mostly high school people watching this show and like, you know, giving them the message of not drinking too much was probably something that might be sort of important to him, but also was probably very important to like the studio executives that you know, they had some say in what went on for the show and they had to get approval for the shows and blah, blah, blah. So whatever. But actually, the more I think about it and the more I talk about it, the more I hate this episode. <laughs> Basically, 
I really don't like this episode. Um, but there are some really good moments, so I can't completely... I feel like the story of, um, if you go to a frat party, <laughs> you might get raped, that whole thing, is a story that has, uh, that doesn't, that fits in to the Buffy world. Like, making a horror story of a giant snake monster attacking you at a frat party and frat boys worshipping a giant snake monster. That makes total sense to me, but I think it was executed badly. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, I figured it out. It was executed badly. I like the idea of it. Okay. So, um... That said, there are some really nice moments in this episode. Um, the I really, really, really love this opening scene with Buffy and Xander braiding Willow's hair while they're watching um, a Bollywood movie. It, it makes me incredibly happy, and I, I wish there were a lot more little friendship scenes like that in Buffy in general, because... Um, I would love to have seen more of those moments. You just don't get enough of them. Um, that made me really, really, really happy. Um, yeah. Uh, it made me want to have friends. It made me want to hang out in a bedroom and play with people's hair, you know? They watch Bollywood movies too. I mean, that was one of the... That really does remind me of being in high school because I actually had that sort of relationship in high school. I had, um, two best friends, one who is now my, um, life partner and the other is still my best friend, but she just lives far away. Um, and we hung out all the time, three of us. And it just, it does actually remind me of us hanging out, you know? It just reminds me of moments that we would be sitting around, like, watching something silly and making fun of it and whatever. And maybe we're braiding each other's hair. I don't know. Probably not. But it's possible we even did that. I remember we were kind of cuddly with each other, as friends are sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I loved that moment. There were also some funny little moments with Xander um, where he was just, there were a lot of friend moments in this episode and there were some good moments between Giles and Buffy as well. Um, the, in the beginning, the relationship between Giles and Buffy is that Giles is being really strict with her. He wants her to train all the time. He wants her to patrol every night and she's just getting fed up with every moment of her life being scheduled and being all about responsibility, which is kind of the other, um, the other moral, the other message, the metaphoric objective of this episode is also about how Buffy is just sort of sick of her whole life being so rigid and responsible, being the slayer and being a student and, you know, she wants to date angel but he's like everybody's telling her what to do and every moment of her life is scheduled and she doesn't want to be quite so responsible but when the second she spends a night not being responsible she lied to Giles so that she wouldn't have to patrol so that she could go to a party and then she took a drink you know like like the quote that she says to Giles later I told one lie I took one drink 
and Giles is like, and you very nearly got killed by an evil snake monster. Um, so very, very dire consequences for pretty minor um, transgressions on Buffy's part, you know? Like, lying to Giles, not a great idea, but, you know, I understand why she did it. And drinking at a party with frat guys, also not a great idea, but also not her fault <laughs> if they hurt her. And that fucking scene, that fucking scene where the guy was about to like molest Buffy while she was passed out on the bed after she'd been drugged, uh, I'm triggered, okay? <laughs> like very very upsetting and I am not in the emotional state to be able to handle that right now so it was hard for me to watch this episode again today um anyway I already talked about that okay so this episode really fits in the series because it does things that Buffy consistently does it creates a b-horror movie metaphor out of real life things that people go through in high school to teach a moral lesson and um this one is just really fucking hitting you over the head with it and it bugs me um okay my quote of the episode i'm just gonna go ahead and say that now um because it has to do with Giles and buffy's relationship which even though i'm really scattered and all over the place i am trying to talk about that right now so in the sort of the beginning half of the episode, Giles and Buffy are having a conversation and, um, you know, Buffy's complaining about having to be so responsible and scheduled all the time. And Giles says, you think I don't know what it's like to be 16? And Buffy says, no, I don't think you know what it's like to be 16 and a girl and the Slayer. And I just like, <laughs> the first time I watched it last night, um, or not the first time ever, of course, but the first time I watched it for this watching, I, I like did a Z snap in the air and I was like, oh, and Giles immediately was like, fair enough. No, I don't. You know, like he, the reason why Giles and Buffy are a different Slayer Watcher combo than is usually seen is they're both unconventional. They both, you know, use the rules as guidelines, but not set text, you know? Um, so most watchers would be very rigid and would be like, well, I don't care. It's your responsibility as a slayer to be, but he actually listens to Buffy. He cares about her thoughts and opinions and he evolves as a watcher. And by the end of the episode, he's apologizing to her when she thinks he's going to be disappointed in her because she lied to him and went to a frat party. And he's just happy she's okay. And he's apologizing to her because he's been too hard on her. And it's just a sweet little moment. So I'm glad, as is usually the case when it's a Buffy episode that I don't really like that much, it's not usually the relationships between the main characters that I dislike during the episode. And it's like, I can't throw this episode away because there's those good moments. There's that awesome moment when Willow um, just totally stands up to Giles and Angel and yells at them for the way they've been treating Buffy. And I love that. That's a good moment. And that moment at the beginning when they're braiding each other's hair, 
that's a good moment. I wouldn't give that up. So I'm, this episode is not one that I'm going to like skip, but it's always one that's going to upset me just because of the rapiness of it. Um, it's always going to upset me essentially. So I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really, okay. I did, I guess there is a couple of notes here that I haven't talked about yet. Um, the chasing at the very beginning when they're chasing Callie, um, the first victim that's already tied up whenever they, um, take Cordelia and Buffy down to the basement to sacrifice them to the snake monster. That chase scene reminds me a lot of the potential Slayer chase scenes that happened um, in the beginning of season seven. So um, I wonder if that's on purpose and if it is, I'm sure they weren't thinking this at the time, but it made me think that Callie, I mean, she gave good chase. She wasn't stupid about her escape process. She seemed pretty smart. Um, and she almost got away, it seemed. Um, it made me think that maybe Cal, Callie, or is it Callie? I think it's Callie. It made me think that Callie maybe is a potential slayer. And this is something that kind of bothered me on my second watching of it today. Um, they were really dismissive of her as a character towards the end. Like, as soon as... Buffy and Cordelia were chained up in the basement next to her. Like she said a couple of things and then that was it. She was in the background the rest of the time. And I was watching whenever they, whenever Buffy gets free of the chains and she kills the snake monster and there's all that kerfuffle. They don't show her again. They don't even show her being unchained and like taken to safety in the background or anything. Like she's just not there anymore which I understand she's an extra. They probably didn't want to pay her quite as much. She was a side character, whatever, but it just felt weird that she was like just completely forgotten. You know, they could have had her be a little bit more, even though obviously she's just a character from another school. She's not someone that we were going to see again, but just, it just felt like they were dismissive of her and I didn't really like that, but whatever, being nitpicky. The relationship between Angel and Buffy in this episode is kind of where it has been, where they just like, obviously they really, really like each other a lot, but they, but Angel thinks it's a bad idea because he's 241 and she's 16, which is totally legit, but he can't stay away from her. So they're still in this holding pattern. I think the only time they ever kissed was during the Angel episode when she finds out that he's a vampire. I still think that's the only time they've kissed. Because um, they like held hands an episode or two ago and they've just kind of been bickering about the fact that they totally love each other, but that's like the extent of their relationship at this point. So at the end of the episode, Angel asks her to get coffee sometime, whatever. So obviously they're planting that seed. It's, it feels like it's taking them forever to actually start dating because, um, as you know, this podcast is not a spoiler free podcast. Okay. There's your warning. Um, it feels like it's taking them forever to get started because over the course of this season, they're going to date 
they're going to bone and then he's going to turn evil and then she's going to kill him so we're already on the fifth episode of this season and all that shit still needs to happen um we haven't seen spike and drusilla i just i just thought about that it's been two episodes since the episode where they were introduced and we didn't see them at all um I also think, you know, I don't know how I feel about, like, the way that they, quote-unquote, humiliated Xander whenever the frat boys found that a high school boy had crashed their party is by putting him in a bra and a skirt and a wig and making him dance for them. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. It's just that whole, like... The ultimate insult is to be a girl. So, whatever. <laughs> um, let's see. What else did I write down here? Oh, and the frat boys call Xander at one point when they're throwing him out. Jerk water? Who the fuck has ever called someone jerk water? Ever. That's awful. Um, oh, just a little snafu of the episode. Z or Angel walks right into the frat boy house without being invited. So that's just a little, um, a little oops on their part, because uh, he would need an invitation to a frat house, I'm pretty sure. And I wouldn't have noticed that. Michael pointed it out. Um, I don't think I would have noticed. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I really have to say. So I'm going to um, transition to the minute and then I'll come back with my final ratings. Testies. Syphilis. Testies and syphilis? Testing. It's time for the mm -hmm. minute. minute. Oh, that was the worst yes. yet. <laughs> so I'm here with my mom. Hi. And my Michael. Mm -hmm. And we're here to discuss Reptile Boy. So, obviously the metaphor here, uh, hitting you over the head with over-the-top morals of do not go to a frat party, do not drink, and do not lie to Giles. Yeah. Do not exactly. lie to Giles. If you go to a frat party, you might get raped. By. Or eaten by a giant snake monster, which is basically the same thing as being raped, right? Sure. <laughs> so, Cordelia and Buffy, yeah, well, you know, we already know the plot because I've already probably talked about it by now. So, what did you think? Well, it was, uh, Xander was funny. That was nice. I laughed several times at Xander. Yeah. He said some good stuff. Yeah. Giles said some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Cordelia was funny. Cordelia did some good screaming in this episode. And some good... Ha, 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 fake laughing. Fake laughing. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. At all the wrong moments. I was so busy really listening that I didn't hear a word he said. She <laughs> yeah. said that at one point. Yeah. And I just... I really... Hate you guys. <laughs> Weird stuff always happens when you're around. <laughs> um, do we have a best outfit? Hmm. 
I really like Cordelia's dress, the blue dress. The blue satin, like, Asian-inspired dress. Uh-huh, that's the one. Mm. No, no outfit no. stood out to you? No, no, no. Alexander's really. outfit at the frat party? At the party. <laughs> <laughs> when he was wearing what the... What size was that bra? The bra on the That was like a... F cup? Double F, yeah. Triple G. <laughs> <laughs> and the people at the frat house just happened to have yeah. a bra with the boobs already in it. And a wig. And the lipstick. Mm-hmm. Well, all they the... ready for that. All the pledges were wearing, like bustiers and yeah. stuff and that was that was their kink apparently they like yeah. seeing boys in drag um seemed pretty realistic i've never been to a frat party but i imagine it's it's about like that yeah. ritual sacrifice uh dudes making other dudes dress up like girls because that's the most embarrassing thing Lace. you could possibly do to someone is make them feel like a girl lace drinks and attempted rape yeah and every time they handed Buffy a drink, it was a completely different color than the drinks that they were drinking, like tequila sunrises or some shit. And then we give her something that was just clear, yeah. like Buffy, come on. <clears throat> um. Okay. What about object? Is there any object of what's the object? A desire? Oh, affection? I don't know. Yeah. No affection. Locked out of the show? Yes. Just for yourself? Object of possession. Possession. I want to possess you. <laughs> for me, it's Buffy's giraffe pants. Yeah. They were like abstract giraffe pants. Those were good. Maybe that muffin that Cordelia got at the end. Oh, yeah. You want yeah. that muffin? Yeah. <laughs> kind of hungry. You're hungry. You just ate pizza. <laughs> Can I not still be hungry? Well. For a muffin? But there's more pizza in are there. Are there muffins? <laughs> there are not muffins. I, I think I kind of liked, uh, you know, Buffy had some see-through shirts in this episode. She did. You yeah. know, she had the white shirt with the black bra underneath. It was, was kind of yeah. a lacy shirt. Yeah, it was, it was full see-through lace. There was no liming. Didn't really look good. No, it didn't. Either. But mm -hmm. at the end, she had a gold see-through that looked pretty nice. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take I'll take the gold see-through top okay. with Buffy's body to go underneath okay. <laughs> as my own. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good one. Otherwise, it would look like crap on me. Um, so... I would say that the MVP is Willow this episode because she yelled at Giles and Angel and this is the first time you see Willow yell at people and like take charge. Yeah. Which we will see many more times, but this is the first. Cool. So, what do you think? Who's your MVP? Yeah, Willow. Willow, definitely. you agree? Totally Cordelia. You think it's Cordelia? No. She, she's pretty good. How she... <laughs> she she doesn't... It doesn't... Well, she did. She helped bring them to the place where the snake was. I guess that's, that's true. true. And and it doesn't matter if her life's in danger. She's going to be like, what? What's going on? Who's first? Fucking answer me! <laughs> like, she doesn't care. You're going to go to jail for a million years. Or whatever. 15,000. 
15,000 years. Maybe we'll do that. Um, so, not the worst episode ever. I mean, it gets the point across. It does get the point across, but I'm just really disappointed. In? In Buffy for falling for that obvious, like, ruse. He was charming. His, his, yeah, his, it, it was obviously devious charm. They were playing good cop, bad cop. Yeah, exactly, and I can't believe she fell for that. Well... That is some she's cliche very, bullshit. She's at a very vulnerable age. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. And he guys nice to her and she just like falls for turns it. Turns to hot butter. Well <laughs> speaking from experience, I've been a teenage girl, okay? And not that many guys are just nice. Okay. I'm still at the age where I fall for guys that are just nice. Yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't fall for a person that's nice. It's just... But it's so rare that someone is just <laughs> nice to you, okay? That's rare. He was charming and nice, okay? Um, all right. I'm a little disappointed in Buffy's mom hair. It was pretty bad. It was real bad. The fashion just took a turn for the worse, like, immediately at the beginning of season two. Would have been... Gonna work their shit out. I mean, who... Who wears giraffe pants and a white lace shirt with it? Like, no. You wear like brown or olive green or some kind of earth tone, not white lace with giraffe pants. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, what do we need to talk about still? Enjoyability. Oh, is it time for ratings? Did anybody have a quote? Uh, there were some things said. Yes, they were, and I enjoyed them. Yeah. <laughs> Some dialogue was had. And, and it and, was good. And it was I wish, good. I keep forgetting my notepad. I don't have all these notes. Yeah, well. Things to talk about. You guys are the worst. But we know, are the worst, much, totally. Much. Mom's the Ravenclaw. She should have been taking notes at least. I'm busy. Yeah. Very busy. Here. Okay, so let's go to ratings then. I give it a four in enjoyability. Wow. Because I laughed at Xander. Yeah. And I enjoyed Cordelia screaming. She's an excellent screamer. Yeah. <clears throat> what say you? I give it a... You just like very cannot even be bothered for like the last hour. What? Your, your entire countenance. <laughs> what? Well, that episode was ridiculous. Okay, so what do you give it? So I give it a two. A two. And a, and a two. A two for... That was a very clear message, okay? You gotta give it higher than a two. Okay, yeah. It's uh, uh, on clarity of message because it was completely obvious. I guess I have to give it a five. So it gets a ten from you. What Are is, you sure that was the message? Don't go to frat parties. Uh -huh. Frat parties. Don't drink and don't lie to Giles. Are you sure that was the message? And also, you know, why I, play hard to get? The message was the patriarchy. Okay, really evil things happen inside fraternities. Fraternities are evil. Yes, that's the message. I mean, women get raped in college more often than any other time in their life, and it's usually because of those kind of shenanigans. So I think that was the message. I'm so glad I didn't go to college. 
Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't go to a real college. Your mom goes to college. He did go to a real college. Well, not really. Yeah. Not, not really, really. Yeah, you went to a really university. Really. Yeah, but we didn't have fraternities and shit. Yeah, there were. I don't think so. Yeah. Not like real fraternities. Yeah. It was just... Real fraternities. I don't think so. And sororities. No, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, what's your clarity of message rating? I'm not sure what the message was. I don't believe it's that easy. I do. Okay. Well, if that know. is the message. Huh? That was pretty clear. Don't go to frat parties and don't dress nice, people. Don't lie to Giles. And don't lie to Giles. And don't play hard to get. Don't play hard don't to play get. Don't play hard to get. Angel. Oh. <laughs> Angel is trying. Buffy are like playing hard to get right now. Angel is trying not to start a relationship with a sixteen-year-old girl because he's two hundred and forty-one. Okay. No, Angel's trying to not start a relationship with Buffy because he knows he'll turn evil. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't know that. He doesn't know about the Shanshu prophecy. That's not. <laughs> no, he doesn't know about that either. But he doesn't know the, the shiny shoes prophecy. He doesn't know about the fact that he could lose yeah. his soul. Okay. He doesn't know that. He would be evil if he knew that and didn't tell her. He would already be evil. That's true. Clarity of the message. I'm never good at that. I'm gonna give it a two. So, so you, you, so. <laughs> wasn't so clear for you. <laughs> which clear. Which means that even though you enjoyed it to the level of four, your rating is lower than Michael's. Uh -huh. We really got to give clarity of message less weight. Somehow, because it's not quite it's as important. Your, your I know. I'm terrible. Why? It's math. Mean, Why did somebody leave me in the, charge of math? But it, did the, do the points even mean anything? Or is That's it like true. at midnight where, you know, just like points? It's like Snatch Game. Points, points. And the winner is Who Cares? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that has been your minute. Okay, I'm back. It's time for the ratings for episode five of season two, Reptile Boy. Um, just a little bit of business to get out of the way real quick. Um, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, uh, mixtressradio at gmail is the way to do that. M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-D-I-O. And um, my website is mixtressray.com. M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. Com. Um, and then I'm Mixtress Ray on most other social medias and such. Um, other little bit of business. There will be no episode of Buffy to review next week because the next episode is Halloween and it didn't air until October 27th of 97. So it will be two weeks before I'm back with the next episode. Um, probably won't post a podcast at all since my podcast has kind of just turned into this Buffy podcast. So, I mean, if I feel like uploading a podcast next week, it'll probably just be, it'll probably be like maybe a movie review or just a book review or just a what's up with Mixtress. It'll, it'll probably just be like 
I don't know, something casual. But if you want to only listen to the Buffy episodes, it um, you'll have to wait two weeks for that. Um, that will come out on October 27th. So that business out of the way, let's talk about the ratings and such. First of all, I want to mention there actually was some music in this episode. So I want to, I always like to mention that. Wolves by Sean Clement. Um, that's that that song was played. Hmm. Was that the one? I don't know if that was the one that was played. There was one song that was played. That's got to be she. So there's a song called She by Louis Says that is played two different times in the episode, and it's kind of terrible. But they were trying to make a point with it, uh, but it didn't really have the weight that uh, they wanted it to, at least for me, because I didn't like it. But, um, and then there was also Bring Me On by Act of Faith. So there were just a few songs played like at the frat party and then a song played later at the bronze. And so that's, that's what that was. Um, so that's the music. The most valuable player of the episode, like you heard in the minute, um, I stick by Willow because this is really the first time you see her sort of stand up and take charge. So that was really fun to see. Um, the outfit of the episode, I had a really hard time deciding that. Um, I do like Buffy's giraffe pants, but the rest of the outfit was terrible. Um, later Willow is wearing like a purple short velvety looking skirt, but it could have been like a micro corduroy or something like that. Um, I did like that skirt, but I don't remember what the rest of the outfit was. Um... I did like Cordelia's blue dress that she wore to the frat party. It was like a an, a mandarin neck style short dress, um, like Asian looking dress. Um, that was cool. But I think I ultimately have to go with an outfit that's kind of a joke, but I did really like it. Um, also, oh, Angel was wearing like a blood red velvet shirt at the very end. I really enjoyed that. And Angel also was, they, they made his lips look very pink in that last scene. So I was very distracted by his bright pink lips and red velvet shirt, but, um, that was cute. But I think my actual outfit of the episode is when Xander is, after he gets kicked out of the frat party, he's like walking through the driveway when he sees Cordelia's car and he realizes that Cordelia and Buffy are still there. He is, he's taken the wig off, he's taken the bra off, so he is topless in a short, velvet-looking, like, patterned, gray skirt and he looks good topless in a skirt what can I say <laughs> I think that's the best outfit of the episode so really grasping at straws with that one but um that is my pick um the object of affection in the episode the object that I would like to pluck out of the episode and keep for myself for all time is definitely Buffy's giraffe pants this might be the first time we've seen them, but it won't be the last. Um, it's possible we have seen them before, but I'm pretty sure we haven't seen them yet. Oh, um, I forgot to mention earlier, um, our first sighting of Jonathan ever was last week in Inca Mummy Girl, and he was in this episode as well. So 
And this is the first time you get to hear his name spoken. So this is the first time you know that his name is Jonathan. So that's a fun little tidbit. What else do I got here? Um, the quote of the episode I told you guys earlier was, um, was basically Buffy saying, Oh, what I forgot to talk about. Sorry, this is very scattered episode, but whatever. You guys know me. When Angel and Buffy are talking, sort of fighting in the beginning of the episode, and Angel's like, I'm 241, you're 16, this could never work, this would be terrible, blah, 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 it's not cute. Um, Buffy says, he says something like, when I kiss you, it's not a fairy tale, you don't wake up, and we don't live happily ever after, ever after. And Buffy says, when I kiss you, I want to die. And I really still do not know what that means. I find it such a weird thing to say. What does she mean? Does she mean that when she kisses him, she wants to like become a vampire so they can live together forever? <laughs> so she can be immortal with him? Um, does she mean I hate everything. I hate you. You're awful. I hate myself for liking you because you're a vampire. That's probably what it is, right? When I kiss you, I want to die. That's got to be it. Okay, maybe I just figured it out for the first time in my whole life because that line has always confused me. And I, when doing research, like I always consult, I have several different academic Buffy books that I always consult. And pretty much the only thing any of the books said, they were bringing up that quote without like talking about what it meant, but just using it, quoting it, and that's it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, so I don't, yeah, whatever. That's not the quote of the episode because it's, it's just too melodramatic teenage girl, but I do understand how she could say it to Angela, I guess. Now that I really think about it. Um, so that's, we've done everything. So it's time for the ratings. <sighs> I almost feel like, I've already written them down, but I almost feel like I want to make them even lower. Because the more I think about this episode, the more I dislike it. But I don't completely dislike it. I really don't. <laughs> I think, um... I just dislike it an extra much lot, an extra much lot today because of panic attack mode that I'm in right now. And I feel very triggered by this episode. Okay. So what I gave it for enjoyability is a two. As of this exact moment, I would really almost like it to be a one, but I think since I'm in a state right now, Two is probably more accurate. <laughs> so um, for the enjoyability, it gets a two. For um, clarity of message, it fucking hits you over the head with it. So I gave it a five. So this episode overall gets a ten from me. So um, that's it for Reptile Boy. I will see you in two weeks where we will get to talk about Halloween. I'm very excited. That episode is probably one of my top 10 episodes. It's it's just an all-around solid episode of Buffy. Um, 
It's the introduction of Ethan Rain, which is a really fun character. The episodes in which he's involved are always fun episodes because um, he worships chaos. So, um, And just Halloween in general is just, I love Halloween. I love thinking about Halloween. I love Halloween decorations. I love dressing up for Halloween. I love just the weird ass just like really thinking about the weirdness of halloween how you know you're a kid and you just wander around the neighborhood at night wanting your neighbors to give you candy <laughs> it's like it's such a weird tradition and i love that we still do it because it's just so fucking strange it's one of the one of the only things in american culture that is just genuinely weird and has no basis in religion at all whatsoever. So Halloween makes me happy and I'm excited to talk about that episode. Um, it's also our second sighting of Oz in that episode. Um, so we have, and we'll get to see, I think we'll get to see Spike and Drusilla. I'm pretty sure we'll get to see Spike and Drusilla again. So, um, It'll be good to return to some good Buffy episodes because this one wasn't that great and the last one wasn't that great either. Um, not terrible, but not great. So it will be fun to get back to that. I just regret that we have to wait two more weeks to watch it. This is the first time that I've really been tempted to just go ahead and watch the next episode. But um, just for my own purposes, I have a rule in place that during the season that I am currently watching for this project, I am not allowed to go beyond watching the episodes, um, watching ahead. I'm not allowed to do it until the day that that episode actually aired. So, um, I'm, I'm having a hard time sticking to it today because I really want to move beyond Reptile Boy right to fuck now, which I could. I could, I could watch some other season of Buffy right now if I wanted to. That's within my rules. But um, anyway, thanks for listening to my crazy ramblings tonight. Um, I will be back in two weeks. I already said that. <laughs> I think I need to take some ibuprofen or anti-anxiety medications of some kind. Um, what? Okay, stay tuned for a little moment of me and my Michael and my mom doing some fake laughter um, in honor of Cordelia's awesome fake laughter that happened several times during the course of this episode. Um, so let's just leave it on a high note of fake laughter. Thanks for listening. See you guys in two weeks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.